0: Hey, Brian. Hey, Rick. Shooter McGavin here on a Masters Weekend, Day 2. Wow. So I heard your From the Tips podcast is kind of badass. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of from the tips it's me your boy brian always joined by my fantastic co-host rick landis rick how is your body recovering from these last couple of weekends because i am struggling i'm exhausted it's exhausted i'm not even gonna
1: lie i'm exhausted i haven't slept uh a decent amount since whenever the playoffs started um which i'm sure is the case for most uh philadelphia phillies fans so i'm gonna try not to complain too much about that um but, yeah, I mean, it's been great. Um, the lack of sleep is totally worth it. And it's only going to get worse from here because the World Series schedule was just announced. Oh, sorry. For those of you that don't know, the Philadelphia Phillies are in the World fucking Series. So yeah,
0: I, if you don't know that, got we can't you understand what you're doing. Got that yeah.
1: down on your calendar and uh, watch every single fucking game because that's what I'm going to do. Um, so good, man. Oh. problem is every single fucking game is at 8 o'clock. 8 p.m., which is just insane. Um, crazy, not really sure why we decided that was a good idea, but here we are. So the lack of sleep will continue for at least another two weeks,
0: right? I think they did it to appease the Western and the Eastern crowds. I don't care about PM. the Western crowd,
1: no one in the West cares right now because no one in the West is in the World Series.
0: Thank you, unless you consider Houston the West, it's more like Central America, South Central to me.
1: I don't, I don't because. There's a one hour time difference between here and Houston. And there's a three hour time difference between here and California. Correct. Completely different places. So. Totally
0: different places. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So nobody in the West is in it because you all failed. I don't know what to tell you. We all will uh, be better. Don't get, yeah. don't get bitter, get better. Um. You know, yeah. You, you guys spent all that effort getting a hundred wins. And for what, for what, yeah. just to, just to get beat by a bunch of uh, goons from Philadelphia uh, who celebrate by riding mechanical bulls. Um, I'll tell you what, like, uh, Schwarber. <laughs> God, oh God, Schwarber. like, I mean, the the whole lack of sleep thing, I didn't like because in 2008, right, when when they won a World Series and we were 12 at the time, our parents were still putting us to bed at a reasonable time. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. And then they would stay up and watch the game. And, you know, yep. you didn't really understand how much a playoff run in baseball can just take out of you until uh-huh. you're actually an adult who has a full-time job, can legally drink, and chooses to go to the games.
1: And can make poor enough decisions <laughs> to be up for the entirety of every single game.
0: Every time. <laughs> and you don't understand the impact that it has on you until here we are. This World Series hasn't even started yet. And my body's shutting down. It's like, mm-hmm. we can't keep doing this. And I'm telling it, we have to. We don't have another choice.
1: We can sleep when we're dead. You're damn right. Or... Myself.
0: Or in the off season, you know, because um, there
1: is no off season.
0: There is no off season
1: because this ends, and then we go right into the fo- the postseason of football, I like six oh. weeks later, and then that happens, and then we're in full swing golf season after that.
0: And why is why is the why is life so exhausting? <laughs> it really is because you know the Eagles are good, so they're going to make the playoffs, and then they yeah. have to go. Yeah, with you know who else is
1: good? The Carolina Panthers. Boom,
0: mic drop. Boom. Um, yeah, totally not fire selling down there or anything like that.
1: I mean, we just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was going to say that so. was an
0: impressive win. That was an impressive. Know, tell you. Win. Well, uh, your defense, man, that held. That held up. That held J. up. P.J. Walker.
1: I mean, it's just there's no doubt about it. He's the man.
0: I mean, Page uh, is is definitely the man. With they that. already
1: confirmed that next week, even if Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield are healthy, P.J. is going to start. Love that. Which is awesome. I
0: like, that. I like that for that team, too, because he's young. He's promising. Yeah, I mean, what, you're what, two and five? Yeah, we're two and five right now. We're one yeah. game out of first in the South. Um, PJ is obviously not
1: our future because he's been our backup quarterback for the past few years. Um, and he's from the XFL. Like He's not going to be our starting or our future. Um, right. But he's a guy to get you through the season and not be one of those teams that get made fun of because you have one win. Yep, um, he only has two losses in his career, which is huge.
0: Oh, he's and, a monster.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, he just gives gives a little spark because we don't have we don't have the normal guys, and uh, our defense always steps up for some reason whenever PJ is out on the field. I don't really understand.
0: Um, I, that's a concept across sports because sometimes like you have your backup goalie in in hockey, and like the team in front plays better because yeah. they, they can't give up the same. And like in in and the in the NFL, like bad quarterback, well, maybe not bad quarterback, but like. Not an excellent quarterback. Defense is like, all right, we gotta make some stops to give them mm-hmm. a better chance to not have to score every time. So that's a that's a general concept throughout sports, I think.
1: But right uh, now, the Panthers have uh, they're two and five. They're one game out of first in the South, and they have a tiebreaker right now. They have the tiebreaker right now with New Orleans and with Tampa Bay, and we play Atlanta this weekend. So if we win this weekend, we'll have the tiebreaker on every team in our division, and we'll good. be will be potentially tied for will be potentially tied for first in our division. So, fire sale my ass. Uh watch out because the Panthers are coming.
0: <laughs> I hope I hope the Panthers are like 500 and they win the division. That would just be That's what's going to happen with our division this
1: year cuz Tom Brady's garbage.
0: Yeah, what happened to him?
1: Falcons man? are garbage, the Saints are garbage. Like six like a six and 11 or a seven and 10 team will probably, uh, or six win and, that division. Yeah. I don't yeah, even know what sure. math is there, but whatever.
0: Yeah. No, like it's the NFC East, uh, uh-huh. just transferred to the NFC South. Exactly. Guys. You
1: guys are now undefeated
0: and the giants are somehow doing really well. And, uh, yeah. And the Cowboys are doing quite impressively. The only failure is the, the commanders, which was expected. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, I mean and and look, I mean the World Series starts on Friday uh in Houston. However, we have other days of the week we do. until we get to that point. So what can what can we have to hold us over until my blood pressure peaks for multiple days in a row?
1: Well, if you'd like, we can start your blood pressure off early with National Greasy Food Day on October
0: 25th. Oh, thank God. Something (laughs) has to induce a heart attack. I can't keep going on like this.
1: Eflin can't pitch the ninth of every game, okay? I I need to induce my blood pressure some other way. Um, But yeah, National Greasy Food Day and uh, Chucky the Notorious Killer Doll Day is also on the same day.
0: How about Um, it?
1: strange actually enough.
0: uh the ch- like i'm not a horror movie kind of guy the chucky movies do not scare me and it might be a generational thing it's like yeah what is it from the 80s i think yeah i don't know the chucky movies they do not scare me it's not like a it's like a bad movie don't get me wrong they're they're actually like legendary um but it just it, 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 do not frighten me 1988 yeah you know that's just not my thing but What can I say? Not as bad, not as legendary of a Halloween movie, though, as um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space.
1: True, true, true. Also, um, Scary Godmother, which I watched. Scary
0: Godmother, absolute legendary Halloween film. And then obviously there's my favorite Halloween film, Nightmare Before Christmas, but everybody knew that.
1: We don't need Um, to get into that debate right now. Yeah, we're not. (laughs) It's the hey hit us up in the DMs if you have a problem with that conversation because we're not talking about that for 30. We're not gonna minutes. do
0: it. Not- um, I'm gonna be on page.
1: October 26th. Um, we have National Day of the Deployed. I guess that's a military holiday. So shout out to all our military people. Uh, thank you for your service. And then um national uh, nothing else really. We're just gonna stick with that. Um October 27th. Okay. We're one day out from the World Series at this point. And we can't we can't not drink the day before the World Series. Of course. So go grab yourself a nice American beer, maybe a yingling. Quite possible. And celebrate National American Beer Day.
0: National the day American before the World beer Series. Day.
1: Um, it's also National Black Cat Day, because we're getting close to spooky spooky day.
0: Yeah, it's been spooky spooky season. season. We're getting
1: to spooky day. um, All Hallows Eve for those who are really into it. And it's also Navy Day, so shout out to the Navy.
0: Go Navy, beat Army.
1: Um, And then October 28th, really the only thing that matters is the World Series is starting. Game Game one, one, Houston Astros, Philadelphia Phillies, go watch it. But if you need a day to celebrate, besides that, you can celebrate National Breadstick Day. Which oh, apparently yeah. is always the last Friday in October, dude.
0: Breadsticks and baseball, yeah, easy. Light. I'm, right. I'm there for it. So, what's your favorite breadstick? Like at a restaurant Hut. of all time, Pizza Hut. It, it, I, every time.
1: No debate. Legendary. No debate. Pizza Hut breadsticks are elite.
0: Why do people always be sleeping on Pizza Hut? I don't. I don't understand. I don't know why I'm people ready, hate man. Pizza Hut. I, I love it Pizza Hut. No There's so much worse uh, pizza places than Pizza Hut. First of all, Little Caesars is cardboard with cheese on it yes and it's just it's not good right? shout out ellie if
1: you ever listen to this episode shout out ellie who doesn't listen you to these
0: episodes anyways little caesars is terrible is garbage. uh but you know and then they had that dinner box that they got rid of that thing was legend it got us through college basically oh yeah and every rugby it. oh but those are the days of the week we are trying to mentally recover uh from The weekends that we've had back to back back, back, I believe now. Uh, But we had some golf in South Carolina, the CJ Cup. Uh, And just because it was in South Carolina and now on his home soil doesn't mean that he still can't go ahead and win. As Roy McIlroy goes ahead with a minus 17, wins the CJ Cup, getting another win. So in his last five starts, he has two wins, uh, has been tied for second, finished fourth, and tied for fourth. In his last five. That's so nuts. Staggering numbers. And he's uh he's back to world number one now. He's uh he's knocked Scotty off the podium.
1: Well Scotty's got like T forty five this week, right? So,
0: yeah, let me look at the
1: pretty sure he got T forty five this week. So not a great look if you're trying to keep that world number one spot. Uh yeah, I mean Rory's finally coming back into his own. Uh it's like it's like when you see someone Take some time off, or like they just like have an off year or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they come back and they're even better than they were before. That's kind of what we're seeing with Rory right now. He had those few years where it was just like a little bit of a slump, not really playing Rory McElroy style golf, not really competing and winning like Rory McElroy should. And now here we are, and he's just back to dominating. Um, he's still the biggest game in golf at the moment because we haven't heard anything from Tiger Woods recently. Um, and He's just Rory. He's just face value. You get what you get. And no one is ever upset to see him win.
0: Yeah. And also, let's not forget, as uh, I think two of those, uh, maybe three, three of those last five starts I mentioned were the FedEx Cup playoffs. So let's not forget that bit. Even <laughs> when the, the moment shines the brightest? He delivers the. So obviously, Scott Scheffler gets knocked off uh, with a T-45 this weekend of the CJ Cup. I got to ask him. Right after what happened at the President's Cup last week was awesome for Scotty. I think it was what T two, T two, T four. I do not
1: remember what it was. Though.
0: He had a good week. Let me let me go to the let me go to the data. You know me and my analytics. I need the numbers. Um, here you we gots go. Got to know. Got to know the numbers. Yeah, T two. You know after after that, um, but then this week happened. And you have to wonder, right, what is kind of going on with Scotty a little bit here, because the the President's Cup honestly was an abject failure, no offense to to Scotty or anything like that, but it was it was pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. you know we we expect more out of him, I should yeah. say um, and then to repeat, with a t forty five two tournaments later we're looking at some down Scotty golf right now. Do, are you concerned because last year he came out of the gates guns a blazing, and now he's dropped out of the first uh, in the official world golf rankings. And it's just not looking like he's playing regular Scotty Scheffler golf that we're accustomed to seeing. So are you concerned about what is going on with Scotty right now? Um,
1: I'm concerned that we're not going to see what we saw last year, but in general, I'm not concerned. Right. Because there's plenty of guys that go through an entire season and don't touch T2. Mm-hmm. So in that aspect, I'm not concerned. I think he just needs to find his rhythm and his groove again, because as much as he wants to pretend or it, I don't even know if he does want to pretend this, but as much as we like to think it's not going to affect him uh, being as stone cold as he has been recently, uh, what happened at the end of the FedEx Cup playoffs there in the FedEx Cup Championship? As much as we want to pretend that's not going to affect him, that'll affect anybody. There's not a single person that's going to give up what he had last season and not be thinking about it at least for the next half a year. Um, sure. And we're kind of seeing it roll over. I mean, he's he had an amazing year last year too. That's the other thing that is going to co- become a problem this year is we have that stretch in March last year, it was March and April where he went four for six with wins. Yeah, yeah. Like we're going to be comparing everything to that from now on. And that's a tough thing to live up to. Cause even when it was happening, we were saying this is unprecedented. We're never going to see this like again, recent in recent time. Like, I mean, Rory's, doing really well right now so we kind of are seeing it again he could. But he <laughs> probably but, could. but as far as scotty goes i don't think we're going to see that from him anytime soon um am i concerned no uh does it kind of stink yeah because it was fun watching him him be that good at golf and right <clears throat> seeing a young guy perform and be
0: the best in golf mm-hmm. and it's definitely it's one of those things where Obviously, that's hard to repeat, let alone follow up what he was mm-hmm. able to do last spring. And what and the thing about after it, though, is that he kept playing really well. Was he just nonstop winning? Uh, maybe not to the same extent, but he kept playing really well. And now that happens, mm-hmm. right? It basically your season gets crushed all in the span of three weekends. How is that not going to affect somebody? I totally yeah. agree with you. Like, that's that's going to be on your mind. Yeah. And then you kind of come into this season with high expectations. Last season was basically your coming out party. You're the first golfer to win golfer of the year on the corn Ferry tour and on the PGA tour. You're the new guy mm-hmm. fall flat on your face of the president's cup. And now the CJ cup, he didn't look all that good. T45. I'm expecting him to have a good season. But I'm expecting it to be a bit harder for him to repeat what he was able to do last year, especially in the face of a Rory McIlroy that's playing like he's in his 20s again. Yeah, who just leaped over you to win the Tour Championship last year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he there's a there's a rivalry there or the he's directly competing with Rory. As we know, like at the Tour Championship, Rory like went up to Scotty's family, you know, mm-hmm. congratulated them on his season, like full blown apologized for beating him. Which we Mm. already discussed was weird, but either way, maybe in the back of his mind is like, "I need to beat Rory," and that's kind of throwing him off his game right now because beating Rory right now is a tough task. Mm -hmm. The man is on a mission right now, yeah, uh, and it is quite impressive. Uh, I do want to, I do want to mention the uh, the guy that came in second though, uh, Kurt Kitayama at sixteen under. He made it definitely interesting there down the stretch on Sunday. Was uh, you know never too far away from Rory they finished um the fourth round with the same score 67 it's just that uh Saturday 70 just kept him out of reach mm-hmm. uh, to, uh to be able to go to a playoff um but you know hey Kirk Kittyyama what a what a start there already in the top 100 um uh, not top 100 already in the top 10 on FedEx Cup points. Another example of a guy early season capitalizing on the points that he's able to get and doing it in the face of Roy McElroy and leaving John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood, and KH Lee in his wake directly behind him. That is impressive mm-hmm. because this tournament, as much as it didn't have all of your big players, it had plenty. And like I said, like John Rahm, Roy McElroy, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Scotty Scheffler, Matty Fitzpatrick. Sam Burns, Billy Horschel. You had your guys here, not all of them, but you had your guys. Mm -hmm. And to be able to do that at the CJ Cup in South Carolina, hell yeah. What a performance from Kirk Kitayama. That's just something I wanted to bring up because I was really impressed with the way that he carried himself on Sunday. That was matching a four under from Rory's next to Rory, not easy to do at all. So good on him. Uh to keep moving forward here. That was the CJ Cup. Not a whole lot to take away from that, other than Rory's just going to continue to dominate. And for how long, I guess, will be our question. Uh, we we obviously have more live golf news because why would we not? Uh that's just going to be a continuous thing that keeps happening as long as they keep getting sued, which we will get into. But for right now, there was some uh there was a question there was a full uh length article done by The New Yorker if you want to go uh read that article, feel free to Google it. I don't have the link for you or anything, but you can just look up uh live golf article The New Yorker it's there it's a pretty well written article but in that article uh the um head of the Saudi golf Federation Mahed al Sorer, was interviewed and um he was asked about you know live players playing at majors obviously one thing that the Live Tour is really trying to fight for mm-hmm. um. And uh, he said, quote, if the majors decide not to have our players play, I will celebrate. I will create my own majors for my players. I had a casual conversation um, with a New Yorker reporter at Liv's Boston event a few weeks ago, during which I expressed my frustration at the unfortunate blackballing of Liv golf players by the PGA Tour. When it comes to the majors tournaments that stand alone and are independent of Liv, I have the utmost respect for the majors. So here's... I want to ask you, what did, are you taking away from these quotes? Cause my takeaway here is obviously the uh, Saudi golf federation who runs live and uh, pulls money from the Saudi uh, trust fund or something like that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not afraid to shell out the money to make their own majors. Right. Mm-hmm. But how do they think they're going to be able to compete with the PGA tours majors? Because not only do you have a smaller playing pool, but you already play for oodles of dollars, right? Yeah. Like the, the big draw to majors other than the history, which also you don't have, but it's also the money. The purses are always bigger for the four majors. You're already playing every three weeks for major money. Right? Also
1: the exclusiveness.
0: Also the exclusiveness. Like you have to get invited to majors. You have to win to get an invitation to a major. Mm-hmm. You know. Not only that, but there's history at these courses, right? Like where the U.S. Open happens, always at legendary courses. Obviously, the master is always going to be at um, Augusta National. You have the Open across the pond, which can always be played in legendary courses in Scotland, Ireland, or England. Like they're major events Mm -hmm. because of the history that's involved. A, you don't have any history. B, you already are putting the money out. How much more do you need to make the purse for it to be considered a major on the live tour? Mm -hmm. What, What is your reaction here? How do you think they can compete with what a major is?
1: I don't know if they're trying to compete with what a major is. To me, it sounds like they're just trying to start a war. Um, mm-hmm. the comment about if they deny access to play on in major tournaments, they'll celebrate. To me, just means that they just they just want a reason that's not they that's not we want to to make their own majors. They want it to be, they don't want it to go, they don't want to go quietly into doing these things. They want To have a public reason to do them so that they draw attention to themselves and they either make the PGA Tour look bad or like something along those lines that's going to help them out in the long term. Um, To me, that just means that they're looking for war. Uh, Mm -hmm. So to me, that means you let them play. And you just let them get smacked around because they're yep. going to get smacked around. Yes. I guarantee you that you let the live guys play. None of them are winning because none of them are practicing like the guys on the PGA tour right now. You're telling me that anybody on the you you name me one player on the live tour that's going to come over and beat Rory McIlroy right now in any major event. None I'm of not them. A one. Not, not a, a single one of them is going to do that. So let them play. Let them get smacked around. They'll win a little bit of money. But guess what? It's probably significantly less than they'd win just playing one event over there. So they're probably not going to want to come back.
0: You make a really good point there because these guys definitely are not practicing the same that they did on the PGA Tour. Basically, what they're doing on the Live Tour is living the amateur golfer's lifestyle but getting paid millions of dollars to do it. You Uh play every three weekends, you know, when the wife lets you out, basically. Yep. The rest of your time is spent partying and going on fancy uh, planes, going on yachts, celebrating what you're doing, Mm -hmm. getting paid more to appear in places, advertisements, you name it. Um, And yeah, it's an amateur golfer's dream to get paid millions of dollars to do exactly what we do um, at local tracks anywhere across in in the world. But they're not grinding. They don't have to to make their money because of the guaranteed contracts. So, yeah. God, let him play in, in the Masters and watch him get smacked around mm-hmm. by probably somebody who's 20 years old, who has been practicing, had to grind through the corn Ferry Tour, yep. has has spent his entire life preparing for these moments to get invited to a major and to win a major where you are just getting all fat and happy and complacent over there mm-hmm. on the Lyft Tour because you get guaranteed money. It's I, I can't argue with you. I actually kind of agree with you. Let him play. Let's see what yeah. happens. Let it They want to keep doing it. And the
1: I'm Live sure. Tour just sounds like they want to go to war, which, based on the lawsuits and everything that have been happening, not shocking.
0: Um, no, not at all. So
1: it's just easy. let it happen. Let it happen. See where it goes. That's uh where and I'm then, At this point.
0: And then his comments saying, like, how, you know, the Live Tour is getting blackballed and everything like that. Apparently, he had thought that his comment of, uh, I'll make my own majors was off the record. And so mm-hmm. now he's all mad that, uh, you know, that that quote of I'll make my own majors, which is objectively very funny, is mm-hmm. um, <laughs> was, you know, reported. But here's the thing. If you don't tell American reporters that something's off the record, they will write it. It's on the record <laughs> It's on the record. If, if it is not agreed upon between you and the reporter uh, that is off the record and he has no journalistic morality towards what you said, it's getting written down. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. You'd, I know that you're Saudi Arabian and maybe that's not how it goes over there, but anything you say without specifying and agreeing upon it, being off the record is fair game and it will get reported, which it did. And I think it's really funny. Uh, that's a, that's a t-shirt right there. I feel like I'll make my own majors, uh-huh. uh, the live experience. Those are t-shirts to me. <laughs> if, if the PGA wants to start getting like heavy into meme culture, which I think they should, like they really should. They definitely um, should start making t-shirts and say that it'd be really fucking funny <laughs> um, in other news so last week we were talking about those um elevated events um that's what they're going to call them events that are going to get bigger purses that usually don't have larger purses four events have been chosen so far i believe there's going to be more coming but we have four so far heading into this season and the four are going to be the rbc heritage the wells fargo the travelers and none other Then the Waste Management Phoenix Open. The People's Major is getting an elevated purse. They'll receive $20 million purses and a promise that the Tour's top players will be in the field. Holy shit. They listen to the fans, and the Waste Management is basically a major now.
1: (laughs) Every once in a while, the PGA Tour gets it right. And they nailed it. we've, We've said it before. We'll say it again. Every once in a while, they get it right. Most of the time, they don't. But every once in a while, they do. And this is just one of those moments that they got right. There sure. is no reason that you shouldn't be promoting your most popular event outside of majors, yeah. which is the waste management. Absolutely. Um, the other ones, cool. They're there. Um, elevated purse is awesome. But you got to lean into the waste management. That's just where golf is at at this point. People like to drink. People like to party. People like to smoke while they're playing golf and guess what that's the vibe that the waste management gives you being right on the campus of um University of Arizona
0: look it, it's one of those things where i was afraid they were going to shy away from the waste management because of what happened because yeah. of like how you know all high and tidy and you know black suits black ties very official the PGA mm-hmm. tour is i was afraid they were going to see that happen And like for a month, maybe like play into a little bit, be like, ha, yeah, that was kind of fun. And then try to hide that tournament away, try to just tuck it away so that everybody forgot about it. But man, did they get it right. I mean, we were literally like five minutes ago just talking about getting into meme culture, right? Mm -hmm. The PGA Tour needs to adapt with the times, adapt with the young golfers now and what they like to do. What do we like to do? We like to get away. We like to hang out with our buddies and we like to basically, you know, act like we're back in college. Mm-hmm. while we play golf and that's exactly the vibe you get from the waste management and they're finally leaning into it they're like hell yeah let's just get even better golfers here get them paid more fund the event even more to get even better seating better chances for uh you know what you're going to be able to see what you're going to be able to do there at the waste management let's just go chips in and also let's not forget like the travelers is usually a pretty big tournament for these guys anyways and now they're going to be even more enticed to go to the Travelers, which to me, has always been kind of a uh, waste management pseudo-major event. It's usually a very large event because of where it winds up during the season. So they really did a great job with – I'm going to say they did a great job with like three of the four. Do I really think the RBC Heritage needs to have a pay bump? Maybe not so much. But the fact that they added the waste management in the first announcement of the elevated events and what they're going to be, genius. genius. I I really hope – that they you know because i think they said there's gonna be about 10 so they did four now i hope they still do it in these chunks like after we get through maybe one or two of these they're like here's the next four that are gonna be super cool because then people can anticipate and go to those events Mm -hmm. you know like obviously where everybody's able to anticipate the fedex cup championship right or the fedex cup playoffs we're able to anticipate that because that happens the same time every year now this is new and fun where all over the country, all over the world where these PGA Tour events happen, people are like, oh, that's one of the elevated events. I want to go there because I know all my favorite golfers are going to be there. And I'm going to get good golf if I go there. Exactly. Yes. I mean, you really nailed it when you said they, they absolutely hit this one out of the park. They usually don't, but this time they did it. Mm-hmm. and that's finally it's good to get a win for the pga tour here yeah it's, it's been feeling like a lot of l's recently
1: a lot of l's recently good
0: to get a pga tour w right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and another potential pga tour w we were talking about him he's basically on an absolute tear right now rory McElroy is just the guy in golf right now world number one uh he was um talking at the cj cup getting interviewed Um, He was asked what the fall season should look like, because obviously pretty much every time it's the fall season, everybody is eventually going to talk about, oh, the fall season's slow. Oh, the fall season's boring. There's really Mm -hmm. no need for this golf to be happening, so on and so forth. And uh, when he was asked, he might have given the most perfect answer that I hope the PGA Tour is listening to. Here's what he said, quote, football. I mean, it's football season, right? I think we need to get to the place where it's not oversaturated. I would love us to come back in January and people will have missed watching competitive golf. I don't think that happens right now because there's 47 events a year. You couldn't have said that any better.
1: No, that's exactly how you need to word that. And he called out football specifically. But guess what? It's not just football. If you think about what's going on right now in the sports world, literally every major sport is playing plus soccer.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: there baseball is finishing up right now about to be in a week um football is mid-season just full force hockey season just started basketball season just started i don't know exactly what's going on with the soccer season but i know the union are playing right now i don't know if that's like a end of the season thing or middle or what it is Uh, the eastern
0: conference finals
1: okay so it's the end of the soccer season so soccer fans are going to be there for that you just finished the Ftas Cup playoffs. Golf is is like bottom bottom tier priority for a lot of people right now. yeah, no matter what sports you follow, it's on, and it's on pretty much every day. You can have you can watch a major sporting event. yeah uh, so golf just isn't it. Uh, and again, we're not seeing these big name guys all the time in these early events. So are people gonna turn on to watch? Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen fight it out on uh on Sunday, like on Sunday afternoon football, which it's never gonna be that, but like just as an example, are they gonna turn it on to watch them two duke it out again? Or are they gonna turn on the CJ Cup or some random BGA tour event to watch wh- whoever play some random person?
0: Right. And like you're just watching a Basically two new PGA tour players uh, who just finished the corn uh yeah. in like Q school and all that. Yeah. Duking it out in some farmland in Dakota.
1: Yeah. And, and you're asking people to watch that over Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen or
0: on prime time, right? the Yankees
1: getting swept by the Astros and the ALCS. Like,
0: yeah, I, it's, it's just not going to happen. It's not. And like the fact that Rory, like you're, you're the guy he is the Mm -hmm. spearhead for not just the pga tour but he represents all the players to the pga tour he is on the board committee if he's saying it you better be listening gotta listen and obviously you know we've talked all these weeks about how you know the early season can be important for a lot of these younger golfers you Uh get your fedex cup points so on and so forth or you have an actual off season right yeah and you just let the cream rise to the top you either have it or you don't you yeah. know, you can either play with the big boys, or you're going to just be a middling golfer making your money uh, somewhere in the middle of the pack, which is fine. A lot of guys have made great careers off doing that, but I think this would really thin the herd. About do you have it or do you not? Yeah. are you the guy? Or are you not the guy? I, I, what Rory said, like coming back in January when people like really miss golf, and January is the Hawaii swing. That's yeah. when people start watching golf. Anyways, it's like oh, it's in yeah. Hawaii. I kind of want to see what that course looks like. Right about then. December, January, perfect because you go from what September to January. That's a that's a solid off season. That's perfect, you know. And that yeah. is maybe when you end up doing these indoor events that they're going to be doing at some point with Rory and Tiger and all that stuff. Maybe it, that is when you hone in on that in the off season. Watch these guys have some fun. Yeah, you know, you just watched them all season compete with each other, very serious, very hard nosed for the championship. Boom, indoor season. Watch them have some fun. Watch them hang out. A couple of quips here and there. Probably Charles Barkley is going to be involved because why the hell not? That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the kind of stuff that I think the tour is actually moving towards doing, which is exciting. If you're a golf yeah. man that they're, they're actually listening to the guys that play for them. It kind of sucks that the reason they're listening is because a lot of their guys have just left. Yeah. Uh, it, it 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 sucks that it took, that to happen yeah and finally be like okay what do you guys want to do
1: yeah the reason no. the reason stinks but the fact that it's happening is exciting
0: it's only going to be good for the tour and mm. for people that watch the tour and for the players it's only going to get better for them and it's all in response to what live is doing so in a way all these cool things happening with the the elevated events and that indoor stuff and the possibility of there being an off season can all be thanked to the live tour because they finally made the PGA Tour feel a little bit of pressure, feel like they had to change things, feel like they needed to become younger, one with the times. Yeah, And it's really only going to be good for the tour, and I hope that it continues that way. Um, speaking of good for the tour, we have another professional who's eclipsed the $10 million in career earnings. Again, a guy that I wouldn't say everybody knows about, as it is the Swedish wunderkind. Uh, he's actually um, 40 years old now, so he's not really a kid. Alex Norin, uh with his 37th place finish at the CJ Cup. That earned him a $46,000 uh, pay there. He's eclipsed the $10 million mark as he entered the weekend at $9.982,706 million dollars earned. Um, and that would be his 137th career PGA Tour start to do that. Under 200 PGA Tour starts. $10 million. Congratulations to Alex Noren. Could you imagine in 200 rounds, uh, less than 200 rounds of golf, making $10 million and not even being all that good.
1: I mean, it's crazy. You you put it in terms of regular working hours and stuff. That's just under three years of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. $10 million. I mean, that's,
0: that's nuts. three,
1: 3.3 3 million a year.
0: Yeah. Not only is that Sounds good but to like, me, <laughs> it's just crazy to think about how much money some of these guys make and how they were they were scrambling for more. Yeah, that's it, that's just it's nuts to me. It may it almost makes you resent the live tour even like a that much extra. Yeah, you know, because like you guys are really asking for more money.
1: Yeah, I mean it's the problem crazy. is if you're making an average of three point three million dollars every year, that's like enough to live comfortably with how much they spend on travel expenses and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But you got to think you have sponsorships on top of that. And then you're, you're making a good amount of money. Um, It's just selfishness from the guys that want more. Um, They just, they want to live this glamorous, nice lifestyle, which is fine. No, one's knocking you for doing that. Uh, I dare you to find a person that if they were offered $3.3 million a year, they would do the same thing. Right. Um, there's no one. I don't think there's anyone that would say no to that. I don't think there's anyone that would say no to eight weeks of work a year and making $200 million. Like, I don't think anyone would say no to that. Um, so not knocking them, but at the same time, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Alex Noren's career here. He has 11 career wins, 10 of which on the European tour, two of which – um two uh, separate on the Asian tour and it's, he doesn't even have a career win on the PGA tour and he's made 10 million career in earnings. It's ridiculous. He, uh, turned professional in 2005 went to Oklahoma yeah. state like the, he made $10 million and you're just over there begging him for more money. It makes no sense to me, but I, yeah. I digress. Congratulations to Alex Noren on being another one of the PGA uh, tour golfers to eclipse the $10 million mark. That's a solid career. 40 years old, $10 million earned. That's nice. That's really nice. Um, All righty. And actually, I believe this is our last bit of news. As we said, folks, early season here. Not a whole lot going on. Um, The PGA Tour is yet again suing the Live Golf Saudi backers in federal court. Here's how the article reads. Article by uh, Mark Schleybach of ESPN. Um, The PGA Tour filed a federal lawsuit on Thursday against Saudi Arabia's public investment fund and Yasir Othman uh, Othman al-Ramayan, governor of the fund that finances Live Golf, according to the court records. The complaint was filed under seal in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York and Manhattan. The PGA Tour attorneys filed 50 exhibits and proposed an order for motion to compel uh sources told ESPN on friday that the pga tour's attorneys are attempting to obtain a motion to compel from a federal judge that would acquire al romayans uh to be deposed as part of another federal lawsuit in california involving the pga tour and live golf uh this motion would be uh for 500 billion dollars um to release documents to the pga tour attorneys through discovery uh, so basically what the PGA tour is asking to find is go through all the live tours documentations on when they contacted PGA tour players. I'm assuming this is in an attempt to say there was some form of collusion on live yeah. tours part. Uh, I don't know how they would end up doing this though, because you know, it to me, it seems like, There's no laws against the live tour talking to these guys. You know, there might be PGA tour bylaws, but that is not legal. And that's not
1: between the PGA tour and live golf tour. That's between the PGA tour and the guys they had contracts with.
0: Exactly like that. Sure. You can terminate their contracts That is well within your right. If you have bylaws that they signed Mm -hmm. off on and agreed to, that makes perfect sense. I don't understand how, any of this is, like, legal in court. This is why these lawsuits continue to make no sense to me. Because mm-hmm. unless, like, something truly illegal is happening, aren't we just kind of binding up court time? which Pretty much, yeah. on More important things. I don't know. This seems just intensely dumb, the fact that they take they keep taking this to court.
1: You know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's stupid. Um, the BGA Tour is being babies about it. If you don't want them there, just be better than them. That's literally all it comes down to. Uh, If you don't want them to be your competition, just be better and don't let them be competition.
0: Right. I feel like this is a broken record and we keep talking about it, but every time the PJ tour Tour takes a step forward, two steps immediately back. And it Mm. all just happens right back to back, right? Yeah. Boom. We're going to make the waste management uh, um, Phoenix open even cooler. Also, we're going to keep suing the live tour for nothing. For no reason at all. Just it it doesn't make any sense why you would waste US government um courtroom time that mm-hmm. should probably be spent on more important things. You're gonna make them do all this golf whatnot about just another league that was trying to 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 be something else in the golf world. You're right. Just compete the way that you can, which is on the course. Mm-hmm. Just be the better tour. It's that easy. Yeah, The NFL didn't sue when the XFL came back, when there was the the Arena Football League, they didn't sue. When the USFL came back, they didn't sue. You want to know why? Because they knew they were going to be the better product. They Mm -hmm. knew they were going to do it. They knew they had nothing to worry about. They knew they had nothing to worry about. In fact, sometimes they actually supported them doing what they're doing because now it's just minor league football. Pretty much, yeah. Reasonably speaking, I know you already technically have minor league golf, but this could be an example of a minor league system. Or for a guy, instead of wasting some down years, like um, like when Jordan Spieth had some off years, when Rory had some off years, uh, Ricky, Ricky Fowler currently in his off years, mm-hmm. they go over there, they make guaranteed money. When they get they it, when they shirt. get good again, come on back. Yeah, the, it it the fact they haven't thought about this is nuts. It makes yeah. too much sense. I mean, as the PGA Tour, you want to get you want to give out the
1: best product. And then these guys who are, like you said, in down years are not performing well, try to leave. And you're like, well, you, you can't do that. It's like, do you even want them there? Right. Like you're trying to produce the best golf product you can. Why do you want these crappy golfers there? You want the best, don't you? So don't complain when the crappy ones leave.
0: Exactly. Is it Like they're going to keep complaining, keep suing about the guys going over there or whatever. The In reality, the guys that you lost over there, did Cam Smith hurt? Yeah, that hurt. And did Dustin Johnson hurt? Sure. The rest of them, not so much. You know, really. you weren't marketing Bryson DeChambeau like that much because of all the things that he was doing. Um, Brooks Koepka right now is kind of injury prone at this point in his career. There are a lot of guys over there that could figure it out, and then you should offer them to come back. You should basically – that would put Live in their place, I think. If these yeah. guys start getting good again – and the PGA Tour is like, well, now that you can earn your money, how about you come back to the PGA Tour? We will forget that this ever happened. You can compete anywhere on the PGA Tour again and earn your money because now you figured it out. And they'll be like, I make guaranteed money over here. I have that stashed away. Let me go make my legacy back. Uh huh. That puts live right in their place. Yep. We have great ideas. We do have great ideas. Nobody listens can... to us, which is nuts. Why are,
1: we, why are we so low on the totem pole? Or right? high on the totem pole, because the lower is better.
0: Is lower better on the
1: totem yeah, pole? Yeah, that's a fun fact for you.
0: Interesting. Hold yeah, on. In
1: the totem what? pole, the lower part of the totem pole is the higher ranking whatever. So, like, if it's, like, a, like a tribe or something like that, like, right. the highest ranking official of that tribe would be on the bottom of the totem pole.
0: Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. Wow, that changes a lot of things I've said in the past. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Interesting. I mean, I guess it makes sense because if you know you're taking time to carve,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: easiest one to carve is going to be at the bottom, mm-hmm. and everybody's going to see it. It's, it's going to look the nicest. Everybody's going to see it as it's at the ground level. The guy at the top, nobody can see that. Yeah, don't do we'll this. Then. It's tired. Yeah, no, I'm not craning my neck to find out who you are. You're all the way up there. Exactly. It makes a lot of sense, actually which is nuts. Uh, well, unless you have any other golf news, that's going to do it for this old episode.
1: I don't have any other golf news. However, I, I did make a promise that I would give my, my take on this situation. Oh, here we go. Um, For those that don't follow the football, um, we mentioned, or I mentioned earlier that the Panthers uh, won this weekend uh, and are now one game out of first in the NFC South. No big deal. Uh, NBD. <laughs> it's great timing for us. This win, because Last week, we got rid of our best offensive weapon. And the rumor mill started going that we were fire sailing, Um, which they've said we're not, which obviously everybody's going to say that. Right. But then to follow that up directly after with a win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady with a former XFL quarterback is absolutely massive. That's a flex. flex. No, it's a huge flex. It's a huge huge flex. flex. Um, So... (laughs) I'm sad to see McCaffrey go. I hope he gets a championship in in uh, San Francisco. I really do. But at the same time, I'm kind of happy that he's gone because he's one of those handic- handic- handcuff guys mm-hmm. where you know he's the best. So you try to overuse him and then it makes it super easy for people to defend him. Yep. Um, so I think it's actually better for the Panthers, especially because we got like a million picks for him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate it at all. Uh, am I going to miss McCaffrey? Yeah, but at the same time, uh, we're in our second rebuild in the past four years, so that's where we're at. Um, you know, yeah, I just promised I would give my my take on that one, uh, which maybe not so hot of a take, but that's where I'm at. Uh, happy
0: and sad at the same time, but we'll see where the season goes. Personally, I think the Panthers won that trade. First of all, Christian McCaffrey is a little injury-prone right now. Mm -hmm. Is it from overuse? Probably. Mm -hmm. But you guys got mega, uh, mega value from that trade. Just to send one player away. When you knew that it was almost, you're definitely right by calling him like kind of one of those handcuff guys because it's really hard to run a full offense when you have one basically like all-star. Yeah. Can do it on his own if if the time suits him. So you just want to keep feeding him the ball. Yeah. Now you open up the offense. You don't have that guy anymore, other than DJ Moore, and that's about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and now that opens up the offense. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody exactly. knows where the ball is going anymore. Nobody thinks that you're going to run every time now. So now you confuse defenses. Gets you wins now. If they start going on a win on a win tangent here, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this trade and be like, the problem with the Panthers is they had one huge weapon and nothing else. I you would rather have no weapons at all and spread the offense out. Rather than having one all the time. Exactly. Raising the quarterback, I should say. Which... And the
1: thing is, too, if we go on a little bit of a run here and we win the NFC South, like I don't see that happening. But if we did, we have enough picks that we can still trade up in the first round to get a quarterback for the future. Oh, yeah. With this McCaffrey trade now, we have the picks and we have the assets to be able to trade up and get that guy that we need. So
0: mm-hmm. I don't hate
1: it. We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, that's, I was, I just told, um, I told Kirk that I would give my take on that. Uh,
0: on Dude, this, hot, on hot takes here. on the pod you gotta yeah. love it yeah um, so,
1: so. that's what all
0: righty folks as always thank you so much for listening go ahead and follow us on instagram at from the tips underscore pod go ahead and follow us on twitter as well at ftt underscore pod follow us there that's where you will find all of our content the stuff that we do the stuff that we uh we create that's all going to be on there and um maybe just maybe you guys might follow us into citizens bank park for game five where we will be at um, it's gonna be absolutely intense. My poor body cannot handle my poor, my poor body, cannot handle any more of this. I, I swear, I'm gonna need like a, a full detox yeah. once baseball season's over. I need
1: like <laughs> five days in a row of 12 hours of sleep
0: at least. I go to bed at like 8 p.m. and just not wake up until 10, 10 a.m. <laughs> Um, But as always, thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate the continued support from you guys in the offseason. It's awesome. We're getting there, folks. Real golf is around the corner. We can feel it, but we just got to get through the winter. Thank you so much for listening, and we out.
1: Thanks, guys. See you later.